Hey everybody, I'm back with another episode. Sorry, I've been away for about two weeks, uh, just working on some things and have not been able to record, but there's been a lot that I did want to discuss. Um, and because there's a buildup, this episode could go pretty long. So I had to make a choice to not talk about certain things in this, this episode, but I may do a separate video about those things. Cause I do want to address, uh, the situation with Naomi Osaka and her mental health. Um, I've, I've seen that and wanted to address that and um, we'll get come around to that in a separate video and some other things in the news. Additionally, May was Mental Health Awareness Month and we did have a fundraiser going uh, from the first of the month until the last day of the month. Uh, we haven't met the goal yet, so we will keep that open uh, for the month of June. So if you're interested in supporting our work, uh, offering mental health services to men in need across the country, uh, check out the GoFundMe, um, visit the link in our bio on any of our social media. It's still active there and, uh, you can support. It'll be available all throughout the month of June. In addition to that, uh, for today's episode, I did want to address this idea of prolonged adolescence. Um, if you don't know what I mean by that, I mean this phase uh, or this system of living that some men get into, specifically black men, where we don't put away childish things, where things that may be attributed to being a juvenile, being young, become the norm. So you have an adult still behaving like a child. You have a, a, a man child, a boy in a man's body. And what made this come up was a recent Breakfast Club episode and some other things that I'll get to, but it really drew my attention back to this, this Breakfast Club interview. So this past week, Ray J and Bow Wow were on the Breakfast Club. And I don't want to come off like a party pooper because I do think the interview was funny in one sense, but at the same time, uh, it was also sad to me. It was also an embarrassment. I remember a friend asking me about what I thought about the episode because I hadn't seen it yet. And I said, you know, it was kind of embarrassing. Um, and I don't want to say this to to bash those two guys, but more so to address the thought process and the history. I don't know them personally, so I'm not speaking about uh, who they are, but I can speak on what they said, what they do, um, behaviors. And I don't want certain things to continue to be the norm for us as certain thought processes and behaviors are damaging to our community. So I encourage you, you know, go look at it, the interview on The Breakfast Club. I can put the link attached to this uh, video or podcast, however you're listening, and you can listen to it for yourself. But my thing is that the interview was... Uh, Humorous in one sense, but also very juvenile. And I say juvenile because most of the interview consisted of one Ray J dodging questions about uh, relationships or his past. And that's because in the past, he's known to be very wild relationally, sexually, just in a lot of different messy situations. So now that he wants to be seen a certain way, he now is having to avoid questions and scenarios that he created for himself. 
it's not that someone has put these things on him, but he lived in that reckless way for a while. I mean, you know him for his sex tape with Kim Kardashian and the variety of women in the industry that he's been with. So he's known more so for his relationships than his music. And then more recently, after uh, getting on Love & Hip Hop and exposing some of his private life, we now know about Princess Love, who was his child's mother. I think they have two kids together. And not too long ago, they were supposed to be divorcing, then they're not divorcing, and then they're fighting, and then they're not fighting. And I'm not even super invested in these people. I don't follow them, but this is all public information that is kind of presented to us through a variety of means that they have allowed to be out there. Um, and I know from the shows and his wife's accounts and so on and so forth, a lot of times the issue is Ray wanting to be around strippers. Uh, I think the notion or the way that they explain it is he kind of grew up in that environment. So he always wants to hang out at the strip club. He wants to have women around in the studio and his wife has had problems with that. And that has created issues uh, in the past. So there's always this question in specifically his Breakfast, Breakfast Club interviews. Are you behaving kind of? It's almost like this teenager that you constantly have to check in with to make sure that they're behaving. And I applaud Ray J's success in terms of Raycon and his music, but at the same time, it's just the worst example of a father. You know, this isn't some 15-year-old guy that we're talking about that hasn't found his way yet. This is a husband and a father that has perpetually been behaving like an adolescent. And I'll get to what I believe the root of that is in a minute. But in addition to the Ray J stuff, uh, as far as his, his personal life, he also, some would say he was being a great wingman. But I would say that, again, when questions were asked to Bow Wow, Ray J kept over talking and speaking on behalf of Bow Wow as if he was his, uh, his PR person just trying to cover and keep Bow Wow from getting in any messed up situation as well or not hurting the feelings of his child's, one of his children's mothers or some women he's dealing with. So you can tell they there's this thing of we have to be careful and it's not for uh, PR purposes or business purposes. We have to be careful of what we say because of all the different women that we're attached to or have dealt with. So now we're having to walk on eggshells and interviews because of who we've been sleeping with. And it just, it just looks very unrelaxed and childish. So we get to get to Bow Wow. And uh, one of the things that he had to address uh, um, was his most recent baby mother. Um, I believe her name is Olivia. Uh, she did a post and I'm not saying you can't defend yourself because I think she did a post where she kind of came at him. But she addressed her postpartum depression after recently having Bow Wow's child. And his response was, not my fucking problem. Go get you a man who cares. I barely know the girl. I don't even have a photo with the girl. Let that hurt go. So again, it's like, that sounds like the response you would give to a, a complete stranger that's just bugging you. And it seems like to him, she is a stranger that's bugging him, a fly in his ear. But at the same time, he had a child with her. And 
the the juvenileness of it is how we've downplayed this idea of having sex with unprotected sex with people and having kids with them. Um, I've said it before. Sex has become the equivalent of a handshake. It's just a greeting at this point. So you know how many people's hands you shake that you really don't know like that? You just happen to be in the same room with them. You walked in. You shook everyone's hand in the room. We're behaving that way with sex now to where you having a whole child with somebody, but they're still a stranger to you. Yeah, you don't have pictures with her, but you shot the club up. And I think we have to take accountability as men and be intentional about uh, how we make decisions, generally speaking. Just our decision-making process needs to be vetted more thoroughly and more intense because you don't just accidentally make babies. It takes several layers of intentional decision-making to not just have sex with somebody, but to have unprotected sex with somebody. If you don't care about this woman enough um, to be concerned about her postpartum depression, why did you have a child with her? A child? And we're, it's so normal to us where it's just like, well, yeah, we got kids together, but I don't, I don't fuck with her. And it's absolutely crazy that so many of us are in situations where we call our children's mother crazy. Yeah, she crazy. I don't mess with her like that. And we're not considering the kids. So I'm not here to nitpick and come down on Bow Wow or Ray J. I'm attacking the mentality that they have shown that is common amongst us. That just look at sex as a casual thing and then don't want to deal with the repercussions. And it's not only damaging to the children because the children are born to two parents who don't even speak anymore, who probably hate each other. And now a child is born into a broken home. And then that child grows up not feeling loved and seeking validation from who? People on social media, people in the outside world. And they make a series of reckless decisions. So as someone who deals in the mental health counseling space, I see the cycles and I have to say to us as a community, specifically the men, it, it starts with us holding it down, not financially, holding it down meaning your penis. Stop giving it away so freely and then dealing with the repercussions later. It's almost like I'm going to just go ahead and have sex now and then deal with the repercussions later rather than thinking of the repercussions before you lay down with someone you barely even know. It makes no sense at all. It just doesn't. And that's why we have so many hip hop artists and men in other industries that are just racking up baby mamas. We have a success rate of getting them pregnant, but the rate dwindles, it plummets when it comes to a success rate on relationships. I'm not even saying marriage, just a healthy relationship, healthy communication. Do you know it's possible to break up with somebody in a mature adult way? To agree, you know, we're not going to move forward as a, as a couple, but I respect you. I'm not going to call you out on social media. I'm not going to expose private matters. I'm not going to disrespect you. Those things are very possible, but we see time and time again that that's not the case. We The norm that we see is pictures, if there's actual a relationship, pictures on social media break up airing out on social media, new relationship, pictures, 
rinse, repeat. This is the cycle. And on a much deeper level, I think many of us only understand relationships with women as um, fight, makeup sex, fight, makeup sex, fight, makeup sex. And many of us have gotten that from hip hop movies and think that that's the norm, but it's, it's not. I'm Olivia Morgan, intake coordinator here at the Whole Brother Mission. I'm here to pass on a little information about how you can join us in helping men in need seek licensed professional counselors nationwide. Number one, ask. Ask if your employer participates in matching donations. Many employers will match your gift to a nonprofit. We are a 501c3, so all gifts are tax deductible. Number two, pass. Pass this video as well as our website onto others so that they are aware of our services and our need of support. And number three, give. If you're able to, please consider giving. The proceeds remove barriers for men seeing a culturally competent mental health professional, and they support our upcoming HBCU book tour. Thank you for your time. For many, if not most men, but it's extremely dysfunctional for your greatest aspiration in your present life to be sex, a nut. And that is the phase that many of us are in from middle school on through to adulthood, where your whole life revolves around the opportunity to have sex with a woman. Social media is not about connecting with friends. Instagram is not about connecting with friends, not keeping up with old friends. It's not about class reunions. It's about marketing yourself to get more ass, to get more pussy. That is the focus of many men on social media. And while it's nothing wrong, with wanting sex, I'm pointing out that for many, they don't have much going on in their lives outside of that. So that is their greatest aspiration. That is a problem. There has to be more to your life than just accumulating bodies. The danger in that for the woman you're dating or, or dealing with is that you're easily disposed of because that man's focus is pleasure for self. So at the top is my pleasure. And then everybody else comes later if they're even listed. And that's why those types of relationships don't work out. You need to be very careful of being in a relationship with a man whose primary goal is his pleasure. Because when we are our best advocates, right? We're always on lookout for ourselves at the end of the day. So when you're dealing with a man whose primary goal is his pleasure, his entertainment, you just become a pawn in that. So I wanted some sexual tension released. So I'll use you for that. And then when I'm done, I got what I needed. I'll move forward. And that is what relationships have been reduced to. And it's to a point where women move in that way now or they're content we're just being the receptacle for some for some semen, really. It's just, all right, I got to get this stuff out of me. She looks good. I'll dump it in her. And I know this might sound harsh, but this is really what's going on in this day and age. And this is really the lifestyle that not just rappers live. It's not just a, a crazy lifestyle due to money and fame. There are men without the money or the lifestyle living in the same way. I've said before that there are many men out here with the same amount or more baby mamas than future without even 
5% of the assets and income. So this idea of life being about accumulating pleasures on one hand and a lack of sexual responsibility, I think is killing us as black men. Life has to be greater than you accumulating pleasures because then other people become resources. If that's your main focus, pleasure is great, but that can't be the main focus because then you never consider the other, whether it is your kids or your significant other or your parents or whomever friends. If the ultimate goal is your pleasure, then that makes you a self-centered person. There's no sacrifice when the ultimate goal is my pleasure. There's no bearing the burdens of another person when the ultimate goal is my pleasure. There's no long suffering with people through difficult times. There's no forgiveness. All those things that come with meaningful relationships are out the door when the sole focus is me. And I don't stand by the lie that biologically we're meant to have multiple partners. So that's just, that's just an excuse that people make for men to just be out here having reckless sex. Have enough value for yourself to avoid getting the STD or creating a child with someone that you don't even think highly of. I said in a previous video, we got to stop having sex with women that we don't even respect or like. Just because she got a nice body. It makes no sense at all. And it doesn't just damage you personally, but it damages our community as a whole. Um, another example of this around the time the Bow Wow Ray J interview came out was uh, a song came out. Tyga has a new song with Moneybag Yo called Splash. And uh, don't listen to it on your own. I'm not going to play it here. But I think it really encompasses everything I just spoke of. And I, I'm sure that song will catch on. It'll be an anthem for the summer because it encompasses the mindset of so many men. Yes, sex is great, but you have to have a greater desire than sex or a nut. And because that is so many men's focus, I think uh, they live and die by women. I think that is a big part of the reaction to the Kevin Samuel stuff. Because a lot of men don't have anything going for themselves outside of how women respond to them. They've had some negative experiences that have hurt them deeply because their main focus is sex and you get sex from women. So because those unresolved issues haven't been addressed, um, Kevin Samuels is essentially their advocate. And now they're flocking to him because it's like, yes, finally somebody's speaking to this. But that is because women are having a place that they shouldn't even have. A man is a man before any women sleep with him. So your confidence and your identity needs to come before women. But if you're constantly seeking validation, did she text back? Did she like my pictures? Is she going to meet up with me? We're going to link up. She's going to let me smash. All of that has been normalized. It's just a part of being a man. And I think we need to reject that idea that seeking constant validation from women, whether it's getting attention from them or getting sex from them, I think we need to reject that idea that that's just a part of being a man. Boys will be boys. That is a part of being a deeply insecure person that is constantly seeking validation from others. You gotta ask yourself, can I be single? Or do I constantly need someone, even if I'm not dating them, do I constantly need someone on my line, in my face, to make me feel good about me? Can you go six months without hitting nobody up? 
Can you just chill out and focus on building a life of your own independent of women from Tinder that, that may or may not sleep with you? These are questions that we have to ask ourselves uh, because the, the negative response or the negative perception has been normalized. And that negative perception is being a man is constantly chasing pussy. That's what we've accepted for years to the point where women accept it, to the point where now some women think that all men cheat. And they're willing to accept it because they think, well, that's just that's how they are. No, that's not how all of us are. But that's definitely how those of us who lack self-control are. So I go hard about this topic because not that I want to bash any particular celebrity. They're just regular people with a platform. I go hard because I see the impact of these decisions. I see mom and dad hating each other and a child growing up torn between the two parents in different households, but also uh, not getting validated by either fully because mom and dad can't even figure out how to love on you well because they couldn't figure out how to love on each other well because they didn't even love themselves to begin with. People get in relationships out of uh, utilitarian purposes. You can do this for me. You can make me feel better in this way. You can help more people look at me, more people respect me. Uh, you can offer this or I can get this. It ends up being a, a an exchange, a business transaction almost, rather than a love relationship. Um, we're moving further and further away from love and commitment and more so toward sexual transactions, money transactions, and it's hurting our community as a whole. So back to the, the Tiger song, it's Tiger, Moneybag, a few celebrity appearances, and then a whole bunch of women just twerking. Like just about every other rap video. Um, and I don't knock those people for producing that kind of content because we consume it. Um, they're going to produce what gets a response. And I know there are several men that have already watched that video that are just like, oh. um, but then again, because things have changed so much, uh, that might not even be a big deal anymore because OnlyFans exists. And you can see way more of whoever you're glaring at online because they're busting it open for a $6.99 a month subscription. So OnlyFans isn't helping with the issue that existed before OnlyFans. And that issue that existed before OnlyFans isn't men having sexual desires but it's men putting women in the box of uh, resources for sexual release rather than other people. I don't think we consider the totality of the women we deal with, we just consider a part of them. And that's the part that's in their panties. Um, and that creates a very unhealthy dynamic because you can, when you, they did this with black people. They dehumanized us in terms of our public image so that other white people didn't feel bad for mistreating us. And 
part of the success of the civil rights movement was, uh, and I know that you're gonna feel whole typeish about this, like how you turn twerking into the civil rights movement, but part of the, the reason that we were able to make some progress is that there were black people in suits who white America saw as dignified, worthy humans getting hosed and beaten and dog sicked on them. And that actually tugged at some white people's heartstrings like, that's, that's not cool, those are good people. And I think we need to have that moment between men and women because I'm speaking to men about men. So yes, there is some accountability for women, but don't come in here with the simp comments or whatever, this channel is dedicated to men for the most part, so we can address accountability for women later. But specifically as it relates to men, we have to have that aha moment where we disconnect from, well, they're just like black people were seen as just niggers, less than human. We need to get have that aha moment where we stop looking at women as just pussy and looking at them as whole humans that have purposes outside of sex. You can have a female friend and not try to smash. Your mom and your sister are there, that's a relationship. Your daughter. And unfortunately, most men, this doesn't click until they have a daughter. And then it's like, oh, women have purposes outside of smashing? But that's something, a conclusion we need to come to well before we have a child. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, these are some things that have layers to it, right? Because we've been conditioned to think a certain way about women and ourselves, masculinity, all that for a, a while. So I know one video won't cure that. So if this is something that's caught your attention, a conversation you want to lean into more, be sure to check out Whole Brother, Debunking the Mr. Break the Black Family, available on wholebrothermission.com forward slash shop, but also Amazon, Walmart, Target, uh, online. Uh, thank you for joining me. This has been another episode of the Whole Brother Mission podcast. Okay.